All right, hello everyone. This week we have an old file that I had recorded with my friend over the summer. Um, I was in just like a little fender bender, but Josh was also out of town, so we just decided not to record this week and to use this audio instead. So happy Thanksgiving and enjoy. Hi, I'm Eve here to uh, talk to you about some spooky stuff today. Um, also, I don't know if I said my name, but obviously I'm Kirsten. Duh. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like people may not know our voices at this point. <laughs> <laughs> We're all still getting to know each other. You know, like, so I obviously just started my classes for school. And so, of course, all the professors, they want you to introduce yourself. Okay, everybody say your name and a fun fact about yourself and what you're going for and why you're taking this class and... That's what this feels like a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping to spook you. <laughs> yeah. My name is Eve. This is my first episode. <laughs> I am here because I love spooky stuff. Okay, should I go? Yeah. Should that? Is we can that alternate. Me? I don't know how many I have saved. Okay. I, I didn't read any of mine. I just was like, it looks long. Save it. Yeah, this one is really long, but it I it interested me. I started reading it and I didn't finish it. And yeah. it's about um, the whoever lives in the house with all their siblings. They've got like five siblings. I guess I'll just read it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this story was posted by Sleepy Melfo. I'm not really sure if that's how you pronounce that, but I hope so. Sorry, Sleepy, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so this story is titled Part Two of Our Family's Ghost, My Personal Experiences. Now for my personal experiences. These are all things that happened to me, though some involve my siblings as well. I will tell them in chronological order. I will preface with the fact that my mom was very sickly. She had really serious disease her entire life and was on her deathbed when I was a child more times than I can count. One of these times, my youngest siblings, Leah and Michael, were staying at my grandmother's house while Louise, Kate, and myself were at home alone. Kate and I were very close and shared a room, so we were always together, and on this particular day, we were digging through a box of my mom's things that was on a bookshelf next to the baby monitor. As we snooped through the box and found random junk, we heard the baby monitor beside us start picking up sound. As we watched the red dots acknowledge the volume was increasing, this was like 2003-2004, so it was an old school monitor, we heard distinct cries for mommy. It was a little child crying for their mommy, sobbing. We sat in terror for a few seconds as the realization that we were home alone swept over us, and then we ran to Louise's room and banged on her door to tell her about it. She came to listen, but the moment was over, and you could no longer hear the crying. It was horrifying, but again, we knew it was ghosty and just moved on. Also, I love that That they referenced the ghosty. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's so cute, like such a fun way to... I did that on a date the other day, and they never talked to me afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they also had a ghostie. We were playing Pac-Man, and I'm like, oh, the little ghosties. And they're, like, triggered. (laughs) (laughs) I can no longer see you anymore. More about what happened to Kate and me was in our bedroom. We had a dollhouse that my mom painted and put real wallpaper up in it and made it really just amazing. We loved it. We had it in our room across the room, and in the center of our beds. On more than one occasion, Kate and I would be laying in our beds, and we would hear the dollhouse furniture moving around. There was no mistaking it. The furniture would clatter, 
I had glass mini tea sets for the dolls, and we would hear those hit the floor of the dollhouse in the morning. The dollhouse would be trashed. This only happened with the lights out, but Kate and I would be shaking under our covers trying to hide. We could see each other in our beds, so we knew it wasn't one of us doing it. I remember peering out from the covers and just staring at each other, terrified until it stopped. It was almost like an earthquake just hit the dollhouse, if that makes sense. We chalked it up as Ghosty just wanting to play too, but still, it was creepy. The next thing that happened to me was the first day of school, my sixth grade year. My school started at 8.30, while my other siblings were all at, like, 7.45. Because of this, my mom left me home alone while she carpooled the others to their schools. I was sitting in the recliner in the den watching the weather channel, and all of a sudden, I hear something running around upstairs in what was Luis's room at the time. I knew for a fact I was home alone and I was terrified. I just kept running around and around and around, clear, heavy footsteps. I just sat there for a few minutes, waiting for it to stop before I finally ran out to the yard and hugged my dog crying until my mom got back. Oh, that's so sad. She freaked out seeing me outside. When I told her what happened, she said, oh, it's just ghosty. (laughs) And I went on to school. The fact that the mom, (laughs) she's in on the ghosty. Maybe it was her that was like... Trying it's to call it ghosty. Ghosty it's just, ghost. Mm-hmm, no trying problem. to make it lighthearted so nobody's, that's not so scary. I told her then that I would never be home alone again. And I never was until my 20s. Heard. <laughs> Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm barely home alone now. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, I sometimes think I talk myself into hearing things at home because we do have a small dog and a cat oh, and, yeah. and it's easier just like us. yeah well I mean in the house is I mean it's not super old it was built in the 90s but it wasn't necessarily built the most sturdy it's mm-hmm. a lot of wood so there will be moments that like it is it just crazy. settling you know yeah. what I mean and the back is kind of on a hill so it makes sense and yeah. some of our appliances were just replaced but not all of them so like it's natural to hear little noises here and there, but I, when <laughs> there will be moments where I fully convince myself, like, I swear it's a, like, almost like I want it to be yeah. something, You're but like, I know it's not because the, the house is still. right here. <laughs> yeah, because the house is still too new. Like, nothing happened in it. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Yeah. This, we, the door, I leave it open in the hallway because if not, it just opens randomly and that door is, like, the hardest door to open. And then sometimes our front door will just randomly be open. See, my partner's front door will be open too, but it's a very heavy wood door that and door it doesn't is, latch yeah, all the way. That one's not. Okay, yeah. So sometimes if you don't close it all the way, like there's been times. We've been deadbolted that one. <laughs> and it has been open. Oh. Yeah. Okay, that's. Sometimes there's been like in the past year, maybe three nights where I've been home completely by myself. And honestly, it's really probably only been one or two. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, like, if not, I'll, like, go hang out with someone and come back and just go straight to bed. But he needs to calm the fuck down. <laughs> um, but, like, one time I was, like, hearing knocking at the door. And then finally I just realized it was probably children playing ding-dong ditch. Because they do in this oh, neighborhood a lot. Oh, yeah, that And that was, like, sense. almost, that was, like, last summer. And I'm, like, I'm so stupid. Because I, like, <laughs> texted my mom and I'm, like, mom, there's someone Something's knocking. happening. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I wish then, they would play Ding Dong Ditch in our neighborhood, dude. The kids in my neighborhood are losers. Yeah. <laughs> All they want to do is play street hockey and ride their bikes. Oh, yeah. Ding Dong Ditch me, dude. Yeah, do something funny. Throw an egg or two. Yeah, <laughs> like, 
entertain don't me. Don't catch me on fire. Though. I you don't want to stop oh, on it. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> when we have, um, like, big planters on the front porch, too, and, like, a wooden, like, wooden rails. Yeah. So I feel like if somebody were to try to set something on fire, the doormat and the plants would for sure catch on fire. And oh, that's, like, yeah. V-destructive, and I don't want our house to burn down if no one's home, so. Um, I feel confident in saying this, because... Is there a statute of limitations on stuff like this? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> We're crossing our fingers over here. I'll have to, like, look it up. When I was mm-hmm. 16, um, there, me and my friend were going around, and, like, one person's house, we put Fruity Pebbles in, and, like, the powdered mashed potatoes, so that the <gasps> condensation all over oh. her yard. Mashed potatoes, that's, like, kind of fucking funny. It is really funny. That's, like... <laughs> I would and do it now if anyone that I was my food. enemy had their own lawn, but they yes. don't. I could just put it, if it rains, put it on their, like, where there's that little, de- like, dent mm-hmm. in their car from their hood to the windshield. Just oh, like, yes. Yeah. That little, like, tray really right funny. there. That would be super funny, Ooh, when's actually. When's it going to rain next? Well, I mean, and mashed potatoes are, like, non-toxic. It's food. I yeah. mean, realistically, an so, animal could so come up and... environmentally safe? Yes. Eat the potatoes. <laughs> they, they're not going to die, but... Oh, my God. There was a time... I don't know who it was, but my sister made somebody at school mad, made out with someone's boyfriend. I don't know. But they came to the house in the car that I drove predominantly. They, there was, it was dusty on the back. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed a car wash. And, um, you know, when you're a kid, you like write little smiley faces and funny messages and stuff in the dirt on the back of your parents' car. Well, somebody wrote on the rear glass of my car, F-U, they spelled it out, but F-U and my sister's name. And I was like, oh. That's kind of funny. And then they egged it. And I'm like, you mother truckers, what are you like? You can swear on here, we swear. I, okay. I just wanted to make sure I did Some people let their kids listen, but like, I've told them, I'm like, if you let your kids listen, we do swear. We're not going to not swear. Yeah. Um, but yeah. One time I was TPing one of my friend's house and his neighbor came out and was looking at me and I was like, and I was like, you've seen me over here. I'm friends with him. It's fine. He's like, just don't do my house. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And went back inside. (laughs) Yep. Like, all right. Yeah. I, uh, with the eggs came off, like it didn't jack up my paint or anything, which I was really grateful for. But I just, the fact that it happened, I was so annoyed. Like you are stirring up so much trouble that somebody felt the need to come to the house and write on my freaking car like do it i was so petty Mm -hmm. i still am i'm not gonna lie i mean yeah but it would be different if it was my sister's car yeah but it's not no yeah and i'm sure they assume like oh well her sister's car is good enough you know what i mean yeah or like they probably share a car yeah which we didn't because i don't know how to drive (laughs) she has totaled seriously probably like four or five cars like that she's nuts Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> um, there were also many times I would be up alone at night. I would be reading books in the playroom and I would hear the kitchen cabinets and drawers opening and closing and slamming over and over. I would get up and investigate, but when I'd go into the kitchen, nobody would be there and I'd just shrug it off as ghosty and go back to reading. This may come across as weird, but we were so desensitized to this kind of stuff as children that it was just part of life for us. Maybe that was a coping mechanism? I don't know, but little things were always happening. Another thing that happened in Louise's room was that creepy, but harmless. We were in her room and talking about the ghost and heard something scratching at the door. 
We opened the door, but nothing was there. So we tried to close it back. However, something was stopping it from closing. We could see there was nothing in the doorway, but some invisible force was stopping us from closing it, even with all of us pushing all our weight against the door. Finally, we stood back and said, fine, you can come in. We tried to close the door again, and this time it shut without any trouble. The worst thing that happened to me prior to the whisper incident was maybe a year or so after the previous one, so maybe 2007. My mom had just got a new carpet and everything that was in her bedroom was squeezed into her bathroom and walk-in closet. I, being the nosy little kid I was, was in my mom's room and decided to snoop in her bathroom and see the things she had under her bed, a known place she hid presents for us. I was all alone in this completely empty room. There was no furniture or anything, just empty with fresh new carpet. I started to creep inside the bathroom and had to carefully step over and around things to make sure I didn't crush or break anything. At one point, I looked down and saw this retro chain ladder thing you throw out a window as a fire escape in case of a fire. At that very moment, I could hear a deep gasping breath behind me, like it was gasping for air. I'll never forget that sound. I turned around and didn't see anything. My first instinct was that my siblings were playing a prank on me. I got out of the bathroom and looked around the empty room to see if there was anyone's, anywhere someone could hide. The one spot that would hide someone was this little corner thing that stuck out from the doorway. I laughed and said, very loud, very funny, as I walked towards that corner. But when I turned, I saw that there was still nobody there. At the same time, I stepped back and the light started flickering on and off throughout the room. When this started, I ran downstairs crying and found Kate. Kate laughed at me and said I was lying, but I begged her to come upstairs with me, and reluctantly, she did. As we go to the empty room, she sighs and said, See, I told you nothing was happening. And right then, the light started flickering again, and we both ran downstairs as fast as we could. It was horrifying. And important, because this will come up again with the Whisperer incident. Over the years, there were many, many more things that happened in our house. These are only the significant ones that I feel are important for what happens next. Unfortunately, my mom is now dead and can't tell you more stories because she experienced the most out of anyone. We believe the ghost adopted her as her mom. She was always comfortable showing herself to my mom and, as previously mentioned, called her mommy, both to my mom and that time we heard her on the baby monitor. My mom loved the ghost. She loved hearing her and experiencing her. Maybe part of why we were not as afraid as we should have been was because of how readily my mom accepted everything that was happening. Anyways, this brings us to the whisper incident, the single most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me. I am already in tears and shaking just typing this because it was so bad and horrifying to me as a mother watching what happened to my daughter. Here goes. I almost wonder, I mean, maybe she'll mention this later, but I almost wonder like if maybe, I don't know, because I'm just speculating, but I know sometimes like if a mom has miscarried and then there's like a baby ghost or like a little kid ghost, they just like assume that it was like their baby. So I wonder if something like that happened and she's never spoke about it. And that's why she was like, it's my little ghost kid. I am right there with you. I also wonder, too, if because the mom was so sickly and was, like, on her mm. deathbed so often yeah, that... she could see it better. Not just see it better, but that this ghost sensed that, that there was some, like, yeah. you know... You know, they call it, like, the other side or however you want to phrase that. But that they 
whatever spirits are in that house, because there's already that blurred line in the divide because they're stuck there, that they sense her on the verge of crossing over and then they attach themselves to her, which is, especially if she's already a mother, like, the miscarriage thing could be possible, but if it wasn't, I think it... I didn't think about the fact that she was sick. Yeah. And if she's been... if. The, whoever wrote this said she was on her deathbed more than once, like most of my childhood. So if she's that close to death, like you're All right the on the brink. Yeah. yeah. Of course these, you know, entities are going to sense that. They're going to show themselves more to you or you have a stronger connection to them than maybe somebody who's more full of life, so to speak. And yeah. that could be a big part of why this why she was also so comfortable with the ghost and, like, so at terms with things is, is because she knows that she's on the verge of yeah crossing over. And what if I get Which stuck honestly, in the house? Which, honestly, makes sense because, like, when I was in the hospital, um, I don't remember pretty much any of this shit, but I used to have to write stuff down because I had a breathing tube in. And I, there was always, like, a, and to me, hospitals, like, especially, like, ICU, there's probably a lot of, like, ghost things happening there. I, there was always a lady in the corner of my room. Mm. right in a chair that wasn't a chair like there was no chair there but there was always a lady just hanging out in the corner of my room yeah i believe it especially because it was your guardian angel and i'm like or it was the fucking mr death waiting for me yeah (laughs) or it was the bitch who just died before me in this room like she's like like, your turn now sweetie (laughs) like crypt keeper yeah literally that okay let's hear about this whisper um it says March 2020. I'm not sure. This was posted a month ago, so I would assume that well, the she author... Well, she said it was at the end um, horrifying to watch happen as a daughter, as a mother. So I'm assuming now she's older, so maybe the next scary thing that happens is oh, yeah. 2020 when she's a mom. Yes. Okay, yes. So now she's grown up. She's a mom. Part three, so in March of 2020, which would be, what, two years ago now? Yeah, COVID time. Um, yeah, literally <laughs> when COVID hit. So, like, how much more amplified fear oh, is this yeah. because you're locked in your house? And everyone's getting sick. Yep. Mm. Everybody dying. You got to stay in the house. There's no escaping the ghosty. coming down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this time sucked for everyone because of COVID, but for me... It was made even worse by my mom suddenly and unexpectedly dying. Wow. Okay. It took a long time for mom to die then. I wonder. If you're in your 20s, March 2020, and your mom's just now dying, but she was on your dead be- deathbed your whole childhood. What like, if more she was just like depressed type, like mental illness kind of deathbed? I don't know. Because she doesn't seem like she has that. No. And I wish you I would mean, tell us what your mother has. Yeah, she just said, had a really serious disease her entire life and was on her deathbed when I was a child more times than I can count. So I would assume it had to be, yes, probably depression was part of it, but I would assume she had a legitimate medical condition that caused her to, like... But how, what is that life-threatening that can last for that long? Diabetes? Cancer? I mean, if it's recurring. If you're, if you're on your deathbed that long, though, I don't think you would be able to last 20 years. That's valid. I don't really know a ton of terminal medical conditions. <laughs> so Me I, really don't know. I know. Maybe like, she had COVID before COVID was COVID. Or, or um, cystic fibrosis. Oh. 
okay. Lot, some of them can live until they're 50, but, like, a lot of What times. is MS? Isn't MS fatal? Um, yeah, but that's something that progressively, like, eventually gets to the point, like, it doesn't, you're not, like, on your deathbed a lot. It's just, like, it's, um, multiples. It's, like, progressive? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Somebody find out what she had and get back to us. <laughs> um... Okay, it was made even worse by my mom suddenly and unexpectedly dying. She did not die of COVID, but from a a gastrointestinal hemorrhage that was probably completely preventable had she not been so scared to go around hospitals with COVID spreading so rapidly. Okay, valid. That's, yeah. Maybe she had an autoimmune disease. That... Is very possible. Yeah. (laughs) Figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Look at us. Are we doctors? (laughs) Anyways, she passed away on a Saturday night. My brother Michael, who was still underage at the time, so my husband, our two kids, and I moved to my hometown indefinitely to take care of him and the rest of my siblings less than 24 hours after my mom died. At the time, my daughter, Elizabeth, was three, and my son, Oliver, had just turned one week before my mom died. At first, nothing out of the ordinary was happening. The ghost had been pretty quiet over the last few years. The only thing in recent memory that had happened was my husband hearing something walking up the same stairs from previous stories when he was in the house alone. But again, nothing major. The first big thing that happened after my mom passed was in May. I have narcolepsy and have to take naps pretty much daily. When I nap, I am upstairs in my room, which used to be Louise's room. We swapped around when I was in high school alone. On this afternoon, I was laying there getting ready to fall asleep when I heard a very distinct voice whisper excitedly in my ear, Mommy! My back was toward the voice, so I turned around fully expecting to see my daughter, but I was alone. I thought about it a second and just said, Oh, okay, it's ghosty, and fell asleep. My first thought was that maybe, since my mom was gone, she saw that I was a mom now and was going to latch on to me as she did my own mom. Though I was still afraid of the ghost, we almost regard her as a family in our house, and we already assumed she would start acting up again when my mom died. So I was fine with her latching on to me if she needed to. That may sound crazy, but that's just the way it was in our house. After I woke up from my nap, I told Louise about the voice calling me mommy. If you recall, Louise is the one who was tormented by the ghost as a child, so she understandably freaked out. She was worried about Elizabeth because Elizabeth was the same age that Louise had been when it happened to her. I told her I wasn't concerned and not to worry about it since so far it had only interacted with me. But Louise had recently become, what she considers, a witch, and she said she wanted to do a ritual to protect us. I told her that wasn't necessary, but she insisted. I don't know what she did because I wasn't there for it. I didn't want to be involved. But she went in my room and told me she basically demanded it leave us alone. This would prove to be a fail of epic epic proportions. I think it's so funny. She's like, she claims to be a witch. (laughs) Yeah. Just picked it up one day. Well, I almost like it's a hobby. Like, she just decided to be a witch one day. And I'm like, it's that easy. Hey, sign me up. But. Hey, a little witch book. Yeah. I know when I'm reading this now, I almost want to. Like, before I even finish this, I almost want to go back and read the first one because they, she keeps referencing all these things that happened to them as children. Like, oh, my sister was tormented. I guess it doesn't really matter. They, She pretty much covered it in the post that I just read before this. But I am wondering if there's maybe a little bit more backstory on how they even got into this house or, like, how 
they came about having this ghost, why they stayed there, why they didn't leave, or, you know, where's the dad? I hear, yeah. I'm hearing nothing about a father. So, I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. I'll just keep, keep on keeping on. Later that night, I was downstairs in the playroom playing video games while the two kids were asleep in my room. When we were at my mom's house, I sleep in the bed with my daughter. My son would sleep next to us in his crib, and my husband roughed it on the couch downstairs. We have a video monitor that we still use to this day, 21st century technology, and would have it directed at Elizabeth on the bed. As I'm playing, I hear Elizabeth start crying out for me. This is not uncommon. She still does it occasionally at nearly six years old, so I went to check up to check up on her. What was abnormal, however, was that she stopped crying before I got to her. I stood at the top of the stairs to listen to see if maybe she fell back asleep, but instead I hear her talking. I knew immediately what it was. I quickly opened the door and saw Elizabeth sitting upright in the bed facing the direction I heard the voice earlier. She calmly says that she was talking to Whisper, but it was just a dream. She sleepily plopped back down and was asleep pretty fast. I knew this wasn't a dream, so I angrily texted my sister saying, you effed up, now Elizabeth is talking to it. The name Whisper is important, not because the voice whispered to me before, but because Whisper is a character from a show my daughter used to watch called Yokai Watch. Sure. Or probably like a little anime thing, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would assume. What is important is that Whisper looks like a stereotypical ghost. I believe that Elizabeth saw this thing and called it what she understood. Ghost-like object equals whisper from yokai. Elizabeth was speech delayed, so talking was still relatively new to her, and we never mentioned the ghost or ghosts to her in general. So this would be a completely foreign concept to her, and as a child, I think she tried to make it make sense as best as she could. Back to the story. The next morning, Luis and I start talking in private about what happened the night before. She was pretty frantic and went to apologize to the ghost and this time begged it to leave Elizabeth alone. She figured since the ghost was here before us and probably on this land long before any house that was... I'm sorry. She figured since the ghost was here before us and probably on this land long before any house was that she didn't have a right to demand it to go away and leave us alone. So she begged it to forgive her and not to punish us for what she did. That makes sense. Also, like, if she's, like, a new witch, you can't just, like, demand a really old ghost to leave. Yeah, they're like, just who are like, you? Here's some sage. Please leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty please. <laughs> they're like, nice try. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> you just got hired, girl. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, we hoped it would stop and we did not want to influence her experiences. We wanted what she told us to be completely natural and not jumbled up with our own experiences. I am now crying a lot because this is where shit hit the fan. I had to take a break. The day after Louise tried to apologize, Elizabeth hadn't complained of anything new. The way my mom's house is set up is three stories. The bottom with the den, then the middle with the kitchen and playroom, and the top with the bedrooms, plus an attic above that, but I mean living areas. My husband was down in the den on his computer, Oliver was napping, and Elizabeth was in the playroom. 
There was a safety gate that stopped her from roaming the house, and since my husband was close by, I decided to take a quick shower upstairs. I let him know where I was going, and he said he would go up with her when he finished what he was working on. I said cool, and went upstairs. I was getting ready for the shower when I hear Elizabeth crying for help. At first, I think she is just being extra because she is notoriously doesn't like being away from me. But as I listened, something in her voice told me it was legit. I leave the bathroom from the top of the stairs. I see down into the playroom and I see Elizabeth pressed against the gate as far from the playroom as she could be. And she is still crying for help. I go to her and she cries that Whisper is here and points behind her. Then she frantically covers her eyes and says, it's just a dream. It's just a dream over and over. I looked her in the eyes and said, this is not a dream. This is real. But Auntie Louise and I are going to protect you. And I picked her up and took her to Louise's room where I told Louise what happened. Elizabeth, understandably, didn't want to be away from me much anymore. But after she went to bed for the night, we contacted Norma, my mom's old psychic friend, who previously communicated with the ghost and asked for her insight. Um, there is, I found on this girl's page, they built the house in the 80s. Okay. My mom and dad did. Uh, there is a continued two, and I believe There's it's... There's a continued one, um, if you scroll a little bit more down. Um, that one? Mm, no, continued one right here. Okay. Just for clarification, Elizabeth is a wild, bubbly... <laughs> Effervescent? I don't know how to yeah. say it. I've heard the word before, but I can't say it. Yeah. Effervescent? I wouldn't even know. I think that's how you say it. Effervescent. Vocab word of the day. Look it up. (laughs) She is so full of joy and is truthfully a wildfire in spirit. I know I'm biased, but she is a wonderful child and being her mom is awe-inspiring, even though she is just as wild as she was (laughs) when she has her meltdowns. Based on what we already know about Ghosty, we assumed that she would ask Elizabeth if Elizabeth would play with her, and undoubtedly Elizabeth would say yes. Norma agreed and said there would probably be nothing wrong if she does, but explained ways we could get rid of Ghosty, something my mom always refused to do if we wanted. It made us sad to think about getting rid of Ghosty. To us, she was just a scared little ghost girl who was dealing with the loss of her, our, mom, just as we were. This had been her home for over three decades, granted a little unknown of, granted an unknown amount of time prior to our house being built, and we didn't feel right making her leave. So as long as things stayed mild, we were happy to have her here. But things didn't stay mild. Pause. You said you found out that they built this house in the 80s, so it's like whatever land they built this on is where this ghost girl came from. Yeah, it had to be, because, like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, she's not... She's not part of the house. It's not like she died in the house, is what. I wonder... Blah, blah, blah. Or maybe she's a little girl who, like, wandered into the construction site and died or something. I don't know. That'd be really morbid. That would be so bad. <laughs> that would be really terrible. And, like, nobody knew. You it know, said she got covered up with concrete or something. That they have their suspicions on how she died based on what happened in the house. And that they found a creepy broken bassinet in the attic while saging the house. But how did they get there if they built the house? That's what I'm saying. And their dad is dead too, but he also 
the ghost would like do things and then um the dad would be like well it has to be the kid um and the mom was like it's too young to lie and he would like beat the kid Mm. beat the little baby I don't know if it was a baby, but, like, they could talk, but... He was abusive. The, oh, to the child who was To alive. the children. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thinking that they were doing naughty stuff. And it was just the ghost. Yes, got it. Okay. Traumatizing. Yeah. As the days passed, Elizabeth grew more and more scared of the house. She couldn't be alone for any length of time, even for me to go and get a snack from the kitchen or something minor quick like that. And she was waking up nightly talking about the scary things in her room. She told us she saw a whisper in her room and he was making spiders crawl around while she was trying to sleep. When she described this, we knew exactly what happened to my sister was happening again. Elizabeth told the ghost no, and now she was being punished. We tried not to talk about it much during the day and instead looked up ways to help, but to no avail. One day, Luis and I were in the playroom with Elizabeth and she looked up and said, whisper was in the corner and pointed up to where near the ceiling. We didn't see anything, but I took this as a moment to ask Elizabeth if she could tell us about Whisper. She looked at us uneasily, but nodded. Louise and I asked her some basic questions, careful not to influence any answers. I used to have them typed out along with her word-for-word answers, but I have since gotten a new phone and it would take too long to find screenshots, so I have to do them from memory. The first thing we asked was if Whisper was a boy or a girl. She told us that Whisper was both. We didn't know what that meant. It could change forms or if there was more than one spirit. It's a demon. Mm Mm-hmm. We asked if Whisper was good or bad. Elizabeth told us that Whisper was bad. She said that Whisper made her friend go away. This made us think that maybe Whisper and Ghosty are separate entities. And the Ghosty that my siblings were friends with is one thing, but Whisper is whatever haunted Louise and now Elizabeth. Oh my gosh. We asked how Whisper got here, and suddenly her eyes grew wide. Elizabeth jumped up and ran to her toy kitchen, and she says, Oh no, a fire! And pointed upstairs towards Mom's old room. She picked up a toy cloth from the ground, pretended to turn on the sink, and covered her mouth with the cloth, and took a deep breath, gasping breaths. Breaths that sounded exactly like the ones I heard behind me as a child. So maybe there was a house there and it burnt down. Mm-hmm. And so they rebuilt on top of it. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, way more sense. I had suspected a fire was the cause of something here ever since I heard the breaths myself, but this seemingly confirmed it. I googled what she did and found out that if you are stuck in a fire, you are supposed to wet a cloth and cover your mouth to protect yourself from smoke inhalation. I never knew this prior to this happening, and clearly neither did my three-year-old. The entire time she did this, it was like she was in a trance, her eyes wide and bulging with fear. My sister and I just sat there in stunned silence. It was horrific. As the nights continued to pass, Elizabeth was sleeping less and less. We watched as the child that was previously so full of life died before our eyes. Her eyes grew dull. She got deep, dark circles under her eyes. She was scared of everything, jumped at the slightest sounds. She never smiled. She was not the same child. It was night and day. It got so bad, when we left the house, we would see the real Elizabeth come back, just for a few hours. But as soon as she realized we were on our way back home, she would cry and beg us not to put her back in that house. Unfortunately, this was now early June, and three courts were starting to back open back up from the initial COVID shutdowns. So I was trying to get my mom's affairs in order. This made it impossible for me to leave, but we knew we had to get her away from this thing. 
the boiling point one night when she woke up screaming about the spiders crawling everywhere. Louise and I ran to get her and brought her down to the playroom with us. We tried to turn on a show for her to watch, but she just sat there with this dead expression on her face. We showed her that there were no spiders on the video monitor, but she just sat there staring blankly ahead of her. I tried to cheer her up by video chatting my husband, who was downstairs on his computer, but as soon as he answered, Elizabeth blurted out, Daddy, get me out of this house now. I promised her I would get her away from it right then. Louise and I finally get her back to sleep, and I am just so upset, I didn't know what to do. All of this happening within a week or two of the first whisper I heard, so it has just been a whirlwind of activity back to back. I felt so alone and so defeated, and I see one of my friends was active on Facebook Messenger, and I just decided to write her and spill my guts. I told her everything about Whisper and what was going on, and she stops me and said, Did you know my mom is a medium? I had no idea and have always been careful to believe psychics and mediums, but hearing that was like the first light at the end of the tunnel I had seen in weeks. She told me she would have her mom contact me, and she did. I told her all about what was going on, and her mom confirmed that Elizabeth had likely seen how this thing had died. She explained that Elizabeth, like many young children, had mediumship abilities, and since she is so young, she is more open and susceptible to things like this. She told us to sage the house, and she said she sent some positive light and energies to Elizabeth to hopefully help her get through it. Louise and I did everything she said. We saged the house, saying that anything that wishes to hurt or scare us must leave, but any entity of love and light could stay to hopefully help Ghosty sa keep Ghosty safe. If she was a separate entity from whatever the hell Whisper was. As of now, we do believe they are separate, but we will probably never know for sure. And then continued to. The night after we saged the house, Elizabeth woke up again. This time, I was already in bed with her, so I watched as she got up and walked across the room. She walked to a random corner and just stood there for a while, not scared or crying, just quiet and staring at the corner. After a few minutes, I called her back to bed with me, and she went to sleep. The next day, I moved back home with my husband and his family. Regardless of saging the house, I promised Elizabeth I would get her out of there, and I wanted her to know how she felt mattered, so I stayed true to my word. I left days after my brother turned 18. For a few weeks, she was scared to go to sleep and asked if Whisper was going to come to our house as well, but I assured her he was gone and wouldn't mess with her again. I brought Sage just in case, but eventually Elizabeth forgot about Whisper entirely, something I am so thankful for. We have gone back to my mom's house for holidays and events, and she has not experienced anything else, but Ghosty has gone quiet for years at a time, so there is no telling if it will start again. My sister, Leah, just had a baby, and I'm definitely interested to see if anything happens as he gets older. But I hope it isn't something like what happened to Elizabeth. Elizabeth has not had any more experiences with spirits or mediumship things that I am aware of and has no memory of what happened at my mom's house. I will tell her one day when she is older, but for now, this is a chapter in our lives that I want to keep firmly closed. It's so strange to me, <clears throat> like... When kids always look up in the corner and they're like, oh, I see something. Like, okay, so you're just seeing a ghost climb up your freaking walls. Well, I mean, <laughs> for kids, too, it's like, I think they're just so unaware of the world around them that yeah. when you see things on TV, like, especially a lot of cartoons and stuff, you see a lot of, like, superhero movies, there's magic, you know, all kinds of, like, supernatural stuff. And so it wouldn't be totally unreasonable to see in a child show somebody 
climbing up a wall. Spider-Man, for example. Oh, you know, yeah. or something like that. Like, it doesn't seem as creepy in that setting. But then when you see, like, what you know is a bad spirit climbing up the wall, then it's I like, feel like, I don't. only bad spirits climb up walls. Yeah. I haven't known any good ones, too. <laughs> no, I don't think Maybe Casper you only get Yeah. You only get wall abilities if you're bad. What is that book? The Death the death something? Or no. The Devil's Book? We have to sign your name and then you become bad. Evil. Is that Sabrina no the Teenage idea. Witch? I think so. The- you, like, serve the devil and that's yeah. where you get all your bad, evil you powers. and Sign it in your blood. Mm-hmm. You always have to write in cursive, and I'm not great at writing in cursive, so I don't think I could do that. They'd be like, this <laughs> signature Susan. is not acceptable. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We don't take that. We don't take chicken scratch. <laughs> yeah, literally. I will... Okay, so it's the seeing the something crawling up the wall for me, but then also them being in bed and the daughter getting up, like standing up and then walking over to the corner and just standing. All of the paranormal like movies, shows, clips I've seen where they're like not being haunted. Yeah, they literally just get up and they just stand like nose to the wall kind of thing. Like almost like you're in a timeout, but not. (laughs) And when she said that that happened... In the, uh, like, media that I've seen surrounding that type of, like, interaction or that type of behavior, that is normally caused when you're being possessed. Yeah. Like, when they are taking over you. And I also feel like in most of those situations, if you are possessed one time, then the spirit follows you. But if... Her daughter hasn't had any other episodes or anything. Like, nothing else has happened. I mean, well, this was March 2020. It was only two years ago. Your daughter's only, what, five now? If she was three then? Like, who's to say something isn't going to come back later down the road? Like, maybe it's just laying, like, dormant kind of thing. And Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I also don't know if they were there long enough because I feel like that's something that takes, like, a really long time of, like, essentially, yeah. like wearing a person down to get attached to them yeah i agree because i think she said they were only there for a couple of weeks yeah Ooh, that's that's a lot of activity for a couple weeks yeah so i'm assuming like maybe well if the dad was abusive i wonder if maybe the house there was a house that burned down Mm -hmm. and the dad was abusive and then lit the house on fire and the child died in the house fire and the dad did and maybe, like, the rest of the family, but they moved on, and the dad was just so dark that he became a demon. And mm. then the little girl is little ghosty. Mm-mm-mm. Is that what it... You didn't, like, see anything else in that? that okay. No. There, it was just more of just, like, how the ghost, like... Could have come around, basically. Well, yeah, and how it would, like, antagonize them and, like, do stuff, and then the dad would blame it on the kids, and the dad would beat the kids, like, gotcha. a lot. Mm, frequently yeah yikes <sighs> don't beat your kids guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. probably not the best choice because they might become a demon because like yeah you may not get into heaven now but like if you beat your kids you'll probably just become a demon yeah for real you'll be a demon they'll be a demon not cute okay i'm probably just gonna read one or so i don't know okay um this is a christmas morning ghost so, maybe it'll be good. It yeah. says, A Very True Ghost Story. This is by Avon Cat. Cute name. Cute. I like that. She mm. sounds like she could sell me some makeup. <laughs> some, like, which I can do the cat eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 
this Christmas in 2021, my husband and I went to our youngest daughter's house, Sarah. Our daughter and her fiance, Ben, both in their 30s, have three children, a boy and two girls, and live in a three-bedroom house. The sitting room, dining room, conservatory. Conservatory. Wow, I can't read. It's a conservatory. It's like where you go to, uh, like, look at the stars, basically. It's like where you can go see the sky. It would be like... So almost like a skylight skylight in their house? Uh, yeah, but typically they're more designed as, like, rooms or, like, full spaces of their own. A lot of people have, like, uh, telescopes in there so that they can see, um, you know, like, the moon and things. Or is Mm. it, like, in the middle of their house, like an atrium type I would, I would assume it would be a type of porch. I would assume that it would be one of those, like, uh, glass covered, you know what, I can just look it up. Yeah. But I would like, assume it would be one of those, like, all glass rooms. You know, like, when you yeah. see how sometimes people have rooms off the back of their house and it's just all I glass. I just assumed it, it was like a greenhouse green house this entire yeah. time. I'm like, wow, they really like plants. I'm just gonna say home conservatory. Because this is at their house, right? Yeah. At their daughter's house. Okay. Yeah, yep, one of those glass. Oh, okay. Here I was thinking these were greenhouses this entire well, time. Well, I mean, because they not necessarily, some of them have yeah. solid roofs, you know what I mean? Well, that's but... like a three-season porch. That's yeah. That's like what we mm-hmm. have. Yeah, same. I think it might just be like what the UK maybe calls a sunroom. Like, we call them sunrooms and they call them conservatories kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, I could be wrong. Also, but... I'm going to apologize. I'm a terrible reader. I'm probably going to pronounce a lot of words wrong. Okay. Um, in kitchen on the ground floor, upstairs, the first floor, UK, second floor, USA. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. So the f- ground floor is zero. Yeah. This was- Got it. Okay. Has two of the three bedrooms and a large family bathroom. Top floor is Sarah and Ben's suite. Bedroom, TV area, reading nook, ensuite, shower room, etc. Normally, the two girls share the largest front bedroom. Their son has the back bedroom. But as we were there for Christmas, we had our grandson's bedroom and it doubled or it has a double bed and all the children shared the front bedroom. Our bedroom is directly under the star the stairs and our bedroom is directly under the stairs from the top room. And now for the ghostly story. Christmas morning around 4 a.m. and the children are awake. My husband and I could hear them opening their stockings, eating their chocolate coins, playing with their bouncy balls, giggling, squabble, stage whispers, etc. All the things you expect from an eight-year-old and two seven-year-olds. We had our bedroom door open and we wanted to hear the children wake. So we also had our window open. We always sleep with our window open. Fresh air is for dead people. Yep. That's what they say on Morbid. Um, (laughs) I was awake and my husband was awake. I was considering getting up, but I was so comfortable. I'm old and I had a late night. Okay, this is also so cool. Like a grandma's using Reddit. That's fun. Yeah. Um, We also had a late night and I was on the verge of getting out of bed when I told my husband, Sarah's up and we hear her, our bedroom door slammed shut and I presumed that it was just a draft when Sarah opened her door. She too always sleeps with her window open. My first thought was she'd think I was slamming the door in a passive-aggressive way to make sure she knew I was awake, but then I realized she was up. I don't know if she was. Yeah. 
You're being too loud. Nanny and Grandad are still asleep. It's way too early. It's not even five o'clock yet. It would be far too tired. And the words to that effect. But muffled without actually hearing those words. And that was what we kind of heard. It makes sense. I knew it was being said but didn't actually hear the words, just the tone. The children went back to sleep. I was impressed. I mean, to get three children back to sleep early on Christmas morning was very impressive. I thought I'd struggle to get back to sleep. I do suffer from insomnia, but I was presently surprised to wake at 7 a.m. Everyone was up and my daughter Sarah dashed into our room. Merry Christmas, mummy. Well done on setting that, settling them. You must tell me how you did it. They never go back to sleep for me. I laughed. I looked at her and she was serious. I didn't go to them. I thought you had. Apparently, Sarah and bed were laid awake too. Sarah had just decided it was time to go downstairs to the, the children and when bed said, wait, your mom is settling them. And they both heard a stern but unpleasant voice telling the children, it's time to sleep now. I absolutely promise you every word of this is true. Obviously, we asked the children who went to them, and the youngest said it was Sarah. The oldest said she saw nobody, but heard a voice, and the middle child said he thought it was Nanny, me, and that she had long white hair. Yes, I have long blonde hair, but I slept with it tied up. Hmm. That ghost was so tired of it. It was like... You fucking go to bed. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm tired of your shit. It's 5 a.m. Yeah. Everybody get to fucking sleep now. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen Morgan Freeman read the children, child's book, Time to Go the Fuck to Sleep? Oh, my God, no. Oh <laughs> I God. love I it. I have to send this child book to you later. Oh, my God. Okay. It's so funny. Okay. I'll have time. I have time. I'll read more. <laughs> well, because some stuff, like my coughing and stuff, will be cut out. It says, I live in an apartment that was obvious ghost spirit living here also Hmm. Hmm. grammar um there i live in an apartment that has an obvious ghost living here also while living here i have had two roommates all three of us have witnessed the same exact thing from one specific spirit when we were the only one home and would take a shower it would sound like the front door would open and like someone was coming home that would scare the shit out of me if I was continuously get out of the shower and then, like, no one's there. I'd be like, they're hiding to kill me. Yeah. We would get out of the shower expecting someone to be home. Every time this happened, we opened the bathroom door to find an fact that no one came through the front door. I live alone currently, and I take a shower this evening. The noise and feeling this time was a little different. In the evening, I push five or 50-pound piece of furniture up against that door to prevent intruders this specific evening i heard a bang at the door while it sounded like there was a struggle to get in after hearing that noise it sounded like the door halfway with a creaking noise it didn't frighten me it actually hasn't really frightened anyone just confused because we know what we heard does anyone have an idea what the spirit is doing and when someone is home alone and in the shower I heard one time spirits were attracted to water. I heard that too. Is this yeah. true? And why not in the shower with the roommate home? Looking forward for your insight. I only heard the water thing because um, there's a whole theory called the stone tape theory, which is like this wild, crazy thing that I'm not getting into right now. But it's kind of the idea that like maybe water and stuff holds memory and that's why like there's more ghosts and stuff where there's water. I absolutely agree because Brian and I have been watching these documentaries on, like, 
frequencies and energies involving um, like plants and like nature and how we as human beings also give off certain frequencies. And they've even done tests where they've, um, I think maybe you can even find them like on TikTok. People are using different machines that um, measure wavelengths or frequencies and then convert them into like a sound, mm -hmm. like a sound wavelength. And so they did it with mushrooms Ooh. and the mushrooms were like singing essentially. Ah. And they were like giving off. So different plants give off different like tunes, if you will. That is the coolest thing ever. It is so cool. And that's why I wholeheartedly agree with that. Exactly what you said, because they also did a study with bacteria and yeah. they had the bacteria, um, they took something that bacteria grows to or clings to i think it was yeast maybe it was something that they're attracted to it was like their food supply and they put it in the shape of the like japanese subway system and they you know put the bacteria in this like culture dish where they had the food you know rearranged in a specific way so the bacteria would grow like that and in 24 hours like overnight the bacteria had rearranged it to make the like subway system more efficient. It like rearranged all the lines like in a more efficient way. When they were studying it, they're that's like, so oh, that's literally that. Like these. And so the same thing, like where they say, you know, like trees or, yeah. um, you know, like the decomposers of the earth yeah. are holding this like data almost. Like we can almost upload memories yeah. and information from like past That's, organisms yeah and the big part of it was from TikTok because someone compared it to how like almost like where your phone how we each have our own memories but we can share them with other people and then like up to the cloud and that's kind of like how the ghost realm is too yes they that, compared yeah. like a cell phone and i was like that's a good comparison yeah well and i don't know if anybody's been watching westworld or not um, brian and i just finished i tried but it was like last fall. Maybe I'll try to rewatch it because it's Bro, like monster it's so stuff, isn't it? No, it's uh, like AI. It's like very oh, science okay, fiction. Then I watched something else then. I heard okay. Westworld was good. It is very good, but Westworld is also very like in the very beginning. It's a lot more uh, negative or like um, I don't want to say gory, but kind of. It's like there's it's a lot spooky. of killing. Okay. There's a lot of killing, lots of murder, lots of, um, like, eluded rape, you know, because oh, the, okay. you know, well, I mean, they don't actually show it. They just, you just kind of assume yeah. because of the way things are Context played out. Clues. Yes. And yeah. it's about a man who, uh, with his business partner, which comes up later on, create this theme park, if you will. And the theme park, instead of it being rides, is what they call hosts, which are robots, essentially. These um, artificially intelligent uh, humans, almost. They literally make them to look and feel just like a real human. And the whole, like, premise behind the thing is, is well, if you can tell the difference, does it matter? There's, um, there's a model who's an AI currently like right now mm -hmm. yeah i believe it i i always tell people this and i never save her videos and i should because i'm always like but like she's has an uncanny look to her yeah like she looks human enough but if you stare at her for too long you're like 
something is off. Yeah. Because with AIs like that, too, it's so hard to make them not perfect. And humans aren't perfect. Like, we are, to some degree, nobody is perfectly symmetrical. Nobody is perfectly, like, anything. Well, I think she just, like, lives her life like a regular person. Like, I don't think she's controlled by anyone other than the computer in her head. Like, I don't think anyone's controlling the computer. To my knowledge. I mean, obviously, someone could be, and I just don't know. But, like... (laughs) Um, it's just strange because she, like, has her own apartment, she has a model, she's got her own little thing, and she's just a robot. And I'm like, that is the wildest fucking thing to Yeah, that, okay, but see, it's like that, that, take that whole concept, that is Westworld. And they all, all the hosts live in this park. And then they have, I think the whole park is huge. It's, like, different worlds. They, like, bought this giant chunk of land out in the middle of nowhere and then built almost like little towns in it. So they have Westworld, which is set to be like um, Indians and Cowboys thing. I don't believe so, but I could be wrong. Maybe look that up. Um, but they they have Westworld, and the main one of the main characters, Dolores, she's like a rancher's daughter, and they live in this tiny little town of Sweetwater and. She doesn't know anything different than her life. Like, she wakes up in her home with her dad. She likes to paint, you know, and, like, goes about her actual life. And the gentleman who runs the park, his name is Ford, he created these robots to, like, interact with each other. Like, he makes them, like, talk to each other, kind of. And that's how they build their ability to improvise conversations and so when humans are talking to them then, you can say pretty much anything to the host and the host can give you like a fully calculated response. And so there are some things that the hosts don't understand, like certain concepts because they're hosts and they're not introduced to that. So when the humans say something, they're like, I don't understand what you mean or I don't understand what that is or I don't understand what you're saying. But, I mean, it's basically anything. You can say pretty much anything and they have a, like, oh, that sounds lovely. Or, oh, well, I really like to go to this side of town. Or, you know, different hosts have different storylines, different loops, if you will, that they're, you know, supposed to be on to accommodate these, uh, the guests, which are the humans. And so that's what the whole premise of the show and it evolves into this whole thing. They're, they just... Oh, um, I have to watch it. Yeah, season four just uh, aired. They just I, we just watched the finale and it's very good. It definitely they lost me a couple of times. Like season three, I thought was really dumb. I think they could have absolutely done the whole show without season three. I mean, it was good, but it just was. It seemed Slow. so chaotic. Oh, chaotic. And compared to what what the yeah. story you're telling is. Yeah. And then obviously that's when COVID happened. So season three ends. And I was under the impression that they had canceled the show altogether. I didn't realize they just canceled because of COVID. Yeah. So it took me forever to finish. And then it just so happened the day Brian and I finished watching season three, the very next day we get on HBO to watch Big Bang and they have an ad for Westworld season four premieres next week. We're like, what? Like, oh my God. So excited. So it just, it was funny. coming out with some more shit too. That looks good. Yes. And um, House of Dragons, which is like a Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I tried. I don't. Yeah, same. There's some period piece, like time things that I can watch. Like I can watch Bridgerton. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Like when you're sleeping in a house that's made from trees and leaves. 
I don't know about that. Yeah. I tried <laughs> watching Game of Thrones because Brian Honestly, was into it. Most and people watch it because there's a lot of sex. Like, if yeah. it wasn't for all the sex, would as many people all be into it? All the sex and it? all the killing. And it's like, yeah. Like, is Those that what things. makes it for you? That's what makes it for men, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure there's, there's plenty no of women, too. There's no one more like... that's in love with Game of Thrones than men that I know. See, okay, I have to disagree. And I don't know if it's just the people that I spend my time around. But I know quite a few women who are like obsessed i don't know one i my friend well we're not really friends anymore but we'll cut that out (laughs) (laughs) this girl i used to be friends with who was the one that like basically forced me into watching it she's obsessed with it one of our other mutual friends was obsessed with it her other bff was obsessed with it but Um, my question is are a lot of these women obsessed with it because they know men are and the way that, like, some women and like sports because they know men do? No. Okay. They like it because of the storytelling. Okay. They're like, it's so dramatic. Everybody's it so beautiful. Dramatic. Yeah. It seems super dramatic. Hella dramatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, don't get me wrong. I love a little bit of drama. I watch the Kardashians. Oh, same. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, it makes me feel better about my own life. And so I do get that aspect of it. But she was so into all of the characters. I mean, all of them. And I so I'm like, okay, fine. I will watch it. It was when they were um, airing season eight. They were like getting ready to, and she was like, we got to get you caught up so that when season eight comes out, we can watch it together. And I'm like, okay, great. I got through seasons one, two, three, and four. Oh, I didn't even make it through season one. I was so over it. I'm like, dude, it's a good show. Like I enjoy watching it with you, but I am not invested in these characters the way that you are i don't care what happens to any of them half of them i can't remember which one's which like the names like i know who they are in relation to each other but i cannot for the life of me remember their name or like who their family lineage is yeah and so i'm just like i don't know that i'm gonna get through five six and seven i'm just not and that would maybe be something i'd have to watch with like with somebody yeah definitely it's definitely more enjoyable if you're watching it with someone at the time brian and i had like just started seeing each other and he was like i'll give you my hbo login if you and her want to watch it together because i was living with this not friend anymore at the time and yeah that's how we were watching it because at first we were using her mom's and i don't know if something happened with the subscription but they didn't have it and then he gave us his login and we were watching it and so sometimes i'd watch it with him and sometimes i'd watch it with her but Really, it was the two of them that, like, got me into it. I'm like, yeah, I don't care, dude. So she just told me what happened, five, six, and seven. I never went back and watched it. Watched season eight. And I'm like, the little bit I do know and, like, the bit that I did see, I thought they did really well wrapping up season eight. Like, I thought everything was tied with a nice little bow. Um, Because they're done with it now, aren't they? Yep. And now they're doing House of Dragons, which is Mm. supposed to be set, like, 120 years before Game of Thrones. Oh, so it's like how... Even older. Yes. Like even further back. I went to some of the castles that they filmed. Okay, but tell me why even though it's supposed to be 100 years earlier, it still feels like the same time frame. Well, because back then, it's not like technology was progressing as fast as it is now. That's fair, but I mean, at least like something like the clothes, it literally looks no different. <laughs> Your hair is not even going to change. Yeah, like literally no hair. They were like, Vikings are Vikings and this is the style we stick with. Yeah, pretty much. Everybody's, all the hairstyles are the same. All the clothes are the same. Mm, they probably just the hired castles are the same. all of the same people and they should have hired different hair and makeup people just to switch it up, just to switch the look up. Yeah. 
should have hired me. I get what they're, that they're trying to still stick with the same, like, Game of Thrones theme in yeah, that, like, like, it's supposed to give the same vibes. And it is, absolutely, <clears throat> but it's like, I can't tell that this is 100 years before. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta change I something can't up. Tell. The clothing, the yeah. hair, the makeup, something. The only thing that's different is they have dragons now. And obviously in Game of Thrones they don't because and honestly, they killed them all. And with dragons, I feel like your shit should be a little bit more extravagant. Yeah, there the Targaryen castle is for sure, but yeah, I just huh. it doesn't make any sense to me. All right, I'm gonna stop recording this. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>